Hey guys, it's your host, Sam Evans, and welcome back to another episode of Lifestyle Redesigned. Today, I am so happy to introduce Hannah Ashton, who is a 22-year-old YouTuber, entrepreneur, and college student, or now college grad. I had actually found Hannah through her YouTube channel. I had watched a couple of her videos and realized that our mindsets were very much alike. We very much have that entrepreneurial spirit, that motivated mindset, and I thought that she would just be the perfect person to talk to about things like productivity and lifestyle and finding your passion and inspiration and things like that. So she has actually grown her following to over 180,000 subscribers as she talks about all of this stuff throughout her YouTube channel. After building this following in 2019, she launched her e-commerce business where she sells her own self-designed planners called the Dream Achieve Workbook along with other products to help busy driven women succeed. Throughout college, she majored in entrepreneurship, so this just kind of fit her her lifestyle in general. She had launched this business when she was like a freshman or a sophomore in college. So she knew exactly what she was getting into and it, it kind of just blew up based on her following. And now she is taking it to another level now that she's graduated. Every day, she says that she strives to inspire young women to pursue their dream careers and lives no matter their age. Sounds pretty similar, right? So this episode is all about that, all about inspiring women to just do whatever your heart desires and that you don't really need to do things according to plan, you know? Like, sure, she created this this workbook, this planner to kind of help you organize your thoughts, But she also talks about throughout the episode that as you're writing in this journal, as you're going through life, you're going to realize that stuff that you had thought was going to be like your dream career or your dream life, it might not align with where your mindset is a couple months down the road, which is the importance of this workbook. So anyways, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. And without further ado, let's get right into it. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How's your morning been? Doing good. I know. I was just telling you, guys, for the first time in all my college years, I slept through a class this morning, my Monday, 8 a.m. It just it had to happen, I guess, before I graduated. Honestly, yeah, right? It had to happen. And it's an 8 a.m. I mean, that's that's a good good enough excuse. Exactly. Yes. Maybe if it was like 11, then I'd be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you got to skip an 8 a.m. at least once in your college career. Oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> so now just to you. So you're a senior, right? Yes, I'm a senior. I go to Belmont University, which is in Nashville, Tennessee, majoring in entrepreneurship. And I'm very excited to graduate in about a month. Yeah, I hear you. I'm like crawling to the finish line. Like I'm so ready to just... Get on to real life, you know, like as a senior, and I always heard this as a freshman. Oh, when you're like during your senior year, you're just going to want to kind of like get out. Like you're done with the college stuff. You're like ready for real life. And and now I feel that. I say four years is really the perfect amount of time because by the time like senior year of high school came around, I also was ready to go. Like by junior year, I was like, no, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. And senior year I was done. And it's the same exact way in college. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Well, and you're on campus or like in person or? We are, yes, all on campus this semester, which is crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least you got, you know, one year last semester to 
to like live it out on campus, you know? Exactly. What are you guys doing? Are you still hybrid? Yeah. So, well, right now I'm doing it completely online and then I'm just going, cause I go to school in Florida. So I live in Chicago, but I'm just taking it online and then I'm just going to fly down to graduate because when COVID happened, I just learned that like, I just liked online school better. And a lot of my friends transferred out after COVID. So I was like, as a junior and senior, I don't really want to like start over again. And like, you know what I mean? So I just decided to like stay online and now I'll just fly down to graduate and then onto the real stuff. Nice. That's a great plan. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm excited for it. I'm like this schoolwork and stuff is just, it's like busy work to me now. Literally. Yes. Exactly. I mean, I don't know what you're doing for work, but for me, I'm in social media and stuff. And it's like, I'm going to be working for them after I graduate anyways. And now I'm like, all right, let me get my work done. And then school work. Like it's like on the back burner. Yeah. I'm the same way. I think for seniors who know what they're doing once they graduate, it makes it 10 times harder to prioritize school. Cause exactly. I'll be working for myself, running my business, doing social media. And so yeah. It's like, I, let me say one more discussion post, one more paper right. isn't going to benefit my education that much. Like, why am I doing this? I know. I know. We just kind of have to like get through it and then it'll be over. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. What's your business about? Like what's going on? What are you up to? Yeah. So my story actually starts way back in middle school, like late elementary school, because I started posting to YouTube way back when in 2010-ish. And I've been on YouTube and a YouTuber for all these years that posted about high school productivity, that kind of world. Um, and then in college also did college vlogs and videos about entrepreneurship since that was my major. And I just kind of got known for talking about your routines, your productivity, time management, how to be a successful student, all these things. And so freshman year of college, I had the idea for a planner and it was a way for students to manage their hectic, busy lives, all the extracurriculars, all the side hustles, all the things we do in one place and still not feel burnt out. So I ended up launching that planner called the Dream Achieve Workbook in June of 2019 the summer between my freshman and sophomore year and have been running that business in college ever since. And now we have like a post-grad workbook, we have journals and it's getting a little refresh, a little rebrand this spring so that it can become a separate company that I run full-time once I graduate. That is so awesome. Honestly, after we just talked about school and stuff and like how separated it is, I feel like now is the perfect time for that to even blow up even more. Also because with like, like we said, social media and there's all these like side hustles and extra things that you can do on the side that I feel like you need one place for all of it. At least I do. Exactly. Yes. I came into college also being a YouTuber. So I was like, how do I manage my content creation? I also love personal development and like setting my workout routines and my night routine and my self-care and also using a system that worked for me, which is like time management or time blocking with a to-do list. So I just couldn't find a planner that had all the things that I was looking for. So I thought, let me just make it myself. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's the, the perfect way to get what you want. It's just to do it yourself, you know? Yes. That's so awesome. So what exactly like is involved with the planner and like, what are like the different sections and like, how is it helping students and just general, like, do you have to be a student, would you say, to use it? Or are there separate, like, series? 
Yeah. So there's two versions right now, the student and the day driven. The student is a black version and then the day driven has the blue linen cover. And basically most of the pages are all the same, but there are just a few pages that are different between the two versions, but the workbook itself is a six month undated planner. So you can pick it up whenever, if you skip a month or something, you're not wasting paper. It's kind of like you can use it for a semester for half your year, whatever. And then there are the dream pages at the beginning that help you set your long-term and short-term goals, help you plan out a side hustle if you have that. And then there's pages every month that help you plan your routines, your groceries, your meals, your workout schedule, your content calendar, your budget, all those things. And then the achieve portion is that weekly spread. So Monday through Sunday, you have a to-do list on the left page and then a time blocking section on the right-hand page. So what I do and what I found has been the tried and true process to manage all these things and to make the most of my time is to have a to-do list every day. And then also writing out my day kind of by the hour, every few hours. So I'm like, okay, these are all the homework assignments I have to do today. Here's the posts I have to schedule da, 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 on my to-do list. And then at what time of the day am I going to get that done? And that helps me figure out also like my free time, time I'm going to work out, hang out with friends. It just helps me feel more balanced and not take on more than I can chew in a day. Yeah. Well, I mean, that happens often for sure. For me, at least I'm like, oh, let me schedule like seven things for today and try to get it all done on top of everything I already had. Yeah. I think sometimes we put too much on our to-do list if it's just a running list and there's like 20 things and we're like, oh my gosh, I have to get this done today. And then when we get to the end of the day and not each one is ticked off, we get upset with ourselves for not feeling productive when really we're setting just unrealistic expectations for ourselves that can't be met. So I find this is really helpful where the time blocking comes in with the to-do list because you can be like, oh, I actually have a little bit of free time. Do I want to fill that? Do I want to rest? Or I have can't even fit what's on my to-do list in one day. I need to reprioritize. Yeah, that's super important. I also like what you said, how it's undated because I find myself in January. I'm always so motivated. I'll like go and get the cutest like 2022 calendar or like whatever year it is. Get the calendar for the year, get the planner. All through January, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this for the whole year. March comes around. I'm like, lost the planner. Like, (laughs) you know, I just... I don't know. I feel like after the first couple months, it just kind of starts to like either go into my notes app or I start doing stuff on my phone or whatever. And then September comes. I'm like, well, I don't want to buy a whole planner for the whole year when I there's only a couple months left, but I still want to be organized. So I think that's awesome. That's like a good idea. I never really thought of. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I am the same way. They'll be like in the summer. I'm not as strict with my schedule, so I don't need to, you know, write a to-do list and time block every single day in June. And so I wanted kind of, yeah, that flexibility for the months that I have a lot to get done and feel really motivated versus the time when I don't want kind of my life to be overruled by a schedule. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And also, I think it's a good idea, like you were saying, to plan out like your days in terms of like your morning routine, but also like set goals either for the day, the week, the month, like things like that, because I've noticed myself wanting to do that more. And like, I see like YouTube videos, TikToks, things like that on how helpful it can be. But I don't know. I'm always curious, like what other people do for their goals or like, like basically how do you set intentions? Like what goes through your mind when you're doing that? That's funny you ask because I just posted a plan with me, like my quarter two goals and everything today on YouTube. I found what works best for me is to go big picture and then like 
gets down to the smaller picture, which is more of the weekly. So big picture, I look at the quarters. So broken up into four quarters for the year, we're going into quarter two with April. And so the beginning of each quarter, I kind of think about, okay, the next three months, what are the big either projects I want to achieve or what are the habits that I want to implement? And I'll pick one to three usually three of, you know, either project or habits. And I just focus on those for the next three months because, and I like doing it at three month increments because one month goes by so quickly and you're like, what just happened? Like I didn't even do anything I wanted to. Um, so you can kind of recenter yourself and get back into it, but it's not looking at six months or a whole year out, which seems like it's never going to come. So I give myself quarterly big goals. I'm in the big projects. And then I kind of break it down into mini goals for the month. And then each week I'll look at those mini goals and be like, okay, what can I kind of work on today and this week? So for example, I am rebranding my business to have a different name and a different style. And so that was a big project that I have for this upcoming quarters, but like a mini goal, like let's say in April, I'm just going to research brand designers and hire a brand designer. And then in May is when I will have a brand photo shoot and update my website. So it's like taking these big goals and then breaking it down into more achievable ones that can be implemented throughout your weeks. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, no, it does. I think for me, I get overwhelmed very easily. Like you said, even like looking at the whole year at the beginning, everyone's like, oh, New Year's resolution, this and that. Okay. You want to do this by the end of the year. It's like, that's 12 months. Do you know how much, even just from March of last year or April, I guess now, but to now it's like, my whole life is different. And I would have never been able to like fully get things done throughout 12 months without, without making room for those, like those like surprises basically that could happen. You know, like if you asked me a year ago, if I was going to be moving to Chicago, like halfway across the country, I'd be like, you're kidding. Like, that's not going to be my life. And yet here I am, you know, and graduating college and just like doing all of these things. It's like, you don't really plan for everything. Like you can Exactly. It's crazy how life changes so quickly. And like you said, there's so many surprises, things in life that change and even our own minds, like we're, it's okay to change your mind to want something different. You know, maybe you set a goal in January and by March or by June, you're like, I actually don't really want that anymore. That's something that maybe was influenced by what you saw on social media, influenced by other people's dreams for you or dreams for themselves. And it's not something you actually want to achieve. And so I think doing like quarterly or monthly check-ins is really helpful to be like, does this still align with the life that I want and where my life's going? And also it's easier for me to look at, yeah, just three months out because I'm the same way when I am in January of 2022 planning. I'm like, I can't even picture like for my business. I don't, it's hard for me to picture products that I want to launch in the fall this early on. I mean, that's something I need to do business-wise, but it's just hard for me because I get inspiration so quickly and want to implement it so quickly. So yeah, totally understand. I think that's how a lot of people feel, especially after the pandemic. Yeah, for sure. Well, what are you thinking for, for future launches and stuff? Do you just have the two books you said, or you have a couple other things? We have the two workbooks and then the dreamer journal, which is the perfect journal for someone wanting to get into the daily habit of journaling. The first like 
10 pages or so kind of guides you through how to journal, gives you prompts that you can use, but also the journal itself is blank lined pages. So if you're not a novice to journaling, you can just pick it up and use it how you would any other blank journal. And that comes in two colors, like a champagne cream color and a matcha green. And what I want to do is make the journal colors kind of limited edition. So after spring, we're going to discontinue the matcha color. And I want to do a limited color for summer and for fall. And then I am going to just be honing in on the brands. Like I said, I want to do maybe like some events and things like that. And maybe another product launch in like fall to November-ish. So yeah, this year I'm kind of focusing on the journals and just really defining what the brand is. And then probably we'll be doing a lot more product launches in 2023, but who knows? Like I said, we'll see what in six months, what's happening. Right. Exactly. We could do like an update episode and your whole life could be changed at that point. You know, it's, it's crazy. Well, do you promote it on your YouTube? Like, I know you said you started YouTube first, cause I know that like a lot of people will have some sort of business. I noticed this with podcasting at least. And then they start something else to kind of like offset that, you know, or like in addition to, or maybe to monetize, you know, help monetize their business and things like that. So just wondering like, if you are promoting it through YouTube, social medias, like how did you become successful, I guess, with this? I definitely promoted it a lot on my own social media, just because at first this product, the Dream Achieve Workbook was for my audience. It was kind of like a merch item, but something they could use that would help their lives that also I was using. And it it made sense to kind of intertwine it with my social media channels. But now as the business is growing and I want it to be more, I want it to be separate than me outside of just my name. I want it to be its own thing. I've had to find other ways to market it for sure. And that's something that I'm always learning about. A big success has been getting on other people's podcasts like this, like a way of marketing is working with content creators and micro influencers kind of from the brand perspective now, instead of me, myself as the influencer. And then also TikTok has been a really big help in my business. I started a separate TikTok account in the summer. It's just at Dream Achieve Workbook. And it had a few viral videos this summer that sold out my inventory then. And so I'm really excited to lean back into TikTok this summer when I have more time to put into it, but I'm always looking for more ways to market. I also want to work with wholesale accounts. So that's where I send my products to boutiques. I have a few local boutiques in Nashville that I currently work with. And so I'm able to get my products in stores and not just sell it online. So yeah, there's a few different ways, but social media and just the internet and the online world have been a huge part of my business, especially since it is an e-commerce business. Right. I think it's hard now because everybody goes to the store and they just buy it there. You know what I mean? Or they go to Amazon. And it seems like, like you said, with TikTok, especially you could have one viral video and you're good. You know what I mean? And then I just, I feel like social media and stuff like that, it's so interesting. And like, it's so cool from looking at all different perspectives because you could see it in one sense as this is wasting my time. This is like toxic, you know? And I felt, I felt every emotion towards social media. Like there's points where I'm like, I need to get off. Like I need to delete all my apps. And then there's other points where I'm like, I've met more people on social media this week than I ever have when I started my account in like 2011. You know what I mean? I feel like it's really cool. Like what social media means to each person. Yeah, it is something that you kind of have to master. And I liked this perspective from a TikToker 
that I heard recently. And she said, you have to look at social media for what it is, which is an art. So we think we're going on to Instagram or TikTok and we're seeing, you know, authentic content in people's real lives. And like, we're asking for that from creators, but she's even though you're asking for that and we're saying, oh, this is like a real authentic day in the life, it still is a creation. It's still an art form in its own way, even if you know it's not like a Van Gogh painting in a museum, but it's carefully crafted, the shots, the lighting, the editing, the sound choice, all these things are crafted together to create this. And so unless you are in person with them going throughout their day, you're not going to see their authentic real life. And that's just how it is. And you can't keep expecting that from creators. And I thought that was a really good perspective and a reminder to me as well, that when I see these perfectly curated day in the lives and all these things, that it is just another form of art. And I need to appreciate it for that instead of appreciating it as like, this is what this creators looks like all the time. I want to be just like them because this is what it's like. And it's something that, yeah, I think no one has mastered and you just kind of have to figure out what it means to you. <laughs> yeah, like to each their own. And and I get, I totally get both sides. It can be a toxic cycle of going from one app to the next, following people's lives. And I found myself doing it too. I'll be like, oh, well, what is she up to? Or like, how can I be like this? How can I do this? But then I found myself on other days, you know, being in my DMs all the time and just like messaging tons of people and and looking out for opportunities and following accounts that benefit me as opposed to somebody that I just want to see what they're doing, you know? So I think you really have to like sit down with yourself and be like, what do I want to use social media for? Do I want it to show my everyday moves and kind of create or like document that? Or do I want it to just be like little every month posting, you know, or like just like be on the back end and just be talking to people through social media, not much posting. Like there's so many different ways you can go about it. And I, that's why I like social media. Some people or a lot of people don't, but I just feel like it's a great way to connect. I totally agree. I've met so many amazing people like in Nashville, Nashville, such a creative city. And so going on social media and meeting people who live here and then meeting up in person has been so cool. And obviously I've been on social media since I was 10 years old. So I've met YouTube friends that I made back Back when we were in middle school together and now we're, you know, graduating college, it's, it is really beautiful in its own sense. But like you said, at the same time, it can, I find that like on the day to day, if I'm just addicted to it, it can be kind of a toxic environment for me. It's more of like a time sucker. I feel like the accounts I follow, I'm pretty good at monitoring, like who's making me feel good. Who's not making me feel good. And only focusing on the ones that are really inspiring to me or my friends, but it's just so easy for me to be sitting at my desk working from home, working for myself and being like, I just need to scroll on TikTok. So I know what trending sounds there are so that I can make trending TikToks, but then also just wasting what it seems like hours of my day. And it's hard to know what to focus on sometimes on social media, or like, if you're trying to grow your own presence, it's like, what niche do I choose? What am I going to be posting about? Do I go all in and post four times a day? Or am I going to have a healthier social media life balance and only post once a week? It's definitely something you just have to kind of figure out for yourself what you want. Yeah, exactly. Also, because we're like consuming so much on a daily basis and it changes. Like you said, you could have gone on TikTok yesterday. This same stuff's not going to be on there that is today, you know? Yeah, it's so addicting. (laughs) It is. Oh my God. Well, what has your YouTube journey been like? Because Honestly, like I consider YouTube a social media, but in a totally different sense. Yeah. I would love to hear more on that. Like, how do you consider it different? 
Well, I feel like I go onto YouTube like strictly either for entertainment or to learn something. You know, I'm not going on there personally to like follow up on people. I watch like a few YouTube couples and things like that and just like kind of following along with them. But I also do that like through social media, like through their Instagram and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the couples, they just had a baby. So that's like super exciting and everything. And and they're making videos on that. So I just kind of follow along with their lives. But most of the time, I just use it as like a search engine almost or just to like find a favorite YouTuber if someone sends me a link or things like that. But I don't really find myself on it for hours of the day. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I... Yeah. See that perspective a lot. And I think that's kind of what it's turning into is that it's always going to be there. I think it's unlike any social media platform because it is like a search engine and people are so used to using it like one. Just like you say, Oh, let me Google that for an answer. You're like, let me watch a YouTube tutorial on how to do this or that and the other. And so I don't think even though TikTok is trying to do the longer form content, I don't think Instagram and TikTok are going to out Trump YouTube just for that reason. But for me, I've found YouTube is my biggest social media platform. I have the most followers on there. And so it's been a journey because as Instagram and TikTok come up with the short form content, I'm like, wait, I'm not used to this. How do I transform, you know, what I would normally do a 10 minute, 20 minute vlog into a 30 second video. So it's been a learning curve the past year, but I've honestly just been so consistent and steady with YouTube. It's just been like my sidekick growing up. I mean, I've gone through middle school, high school, and now college all on YouTube. I'm so thankful for my community that has stuck with me and I've had viral videos, but for the most part, it's been like a very slow and steady growth. And even now, you know, there's days where I'm like, dang, I wish this video got more views, like how videos do on TikTok, you know, it's just like, you can't even compare them, but I'm very thankful for that journey. Cause it showed me the power of like being disciplined and posting consistently and just getting content up for your audience and building that audience and having them really there for you. And then also like switching niches. Like I've gone from the whole beauty guru world when I tried to do that early high school to like the girl boss. And that was really popular then to college content. And now as I graduate, I'm going to go into post-grad life, more entrepreneurial content and like being a businesswoman and a business owner and How does that look day to day? And so I'm really excited to switch it up again. I think that's how I've gotten not bored with YouTube is because I've been switching my kind of content style, what I post about every four or five years. And I'm excited to keep going with it. No matter kind of what happens, I think no matter if I drop in views or if I spike in views, I'll still continue to be consistent with it just because I enjoy documenting my life there. And if one person finds it helpful, then I love sharing that as well. Yeah. Well, honestly, props to you for keeping it going for that long because I've had maybe like five YouTube channels and I mean, I'm not doing it anymore, but it's like when you're 10, 11, 12, like you find your parents' phone or like you find a camera somewhere and you're like, let me post this on YouTube and see what happens. Let me like create a name. Like I think my YouTube name was like beauty, beauty something. Like it was like super like corny and just like, just like a 12 year old, you know, just like trying to have fun with it. But probably, yeah, like I said, like that is so amazing that you've kind of kept it going. And now you're like already, you're like post-grad almost. And you've been doing this for how long did you say? Like 10 years? Yeah. Over 10 years now. And I'm the same way. I've had a few different channels along the way. My first channel was called Just Add Sparkle. <laughs> and it was American Girl Doll videos. So yeah, lots of change, lots of transition over the years. 
But yeah, I honestly can't believe it. When I think to how many freaking videos I've posted to that platform, I'm like hours and hours of my life have been dedicated to this. Right. That's funny. Well, I always love talking to YouTubers because I feel like you guys like see a lot of things as content. You know what I mean? Like you just have like that. You could say like an artistic mindset or or like a different outlook on things. And for me, you know, some stuff like I don't really see that. But as a YouTuber, you're kind of like, okay, like, let me film this or let me, you know, let me talk about this and things like that. And I don't know. I feel like it's just interesting, which is why I was saying it's such a different social media platform just because so much more thought and effort goes into it because editing videos that takes a long time. And I give credit to everybody who does it as like either their full-time job or just like their full-time side hustle. It's, it's insane. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. I think that was such a big stopper for so many people too. Like in, let's say it's like 2015, like when people, when YouTube was starting to be like, cool, it was cool to do YouTube, but people wouldn't just the average person, like wouldn't do it because of, oh, you have to have a perfect camera and like editor. And I think that's where TikTok and Instagram Reels has been really great in that anyone can do it. Everyone pretty much has a phone <laughs> with a camera and they can just kind of piece together different aspects. It can be very candid. It's editing takes a few seconds or minutes, not hours. And then now what I'm seeing is like the TikTokers are then transitioning to YouTube and trying to build a platform on there after. So it's kind of interesting how like a lot of us YouTubers who started with YouTube went from YouTube to TikTok, but TikTokers are going from that to YouTube. So it's just interesting to watch. Yeah. And it's a totally different world. Like I bet they're not prepared to edit a 10, 15, 20 minute video, you know, because a 60 second video is all right. Let me put a couple clips in here, add some audio, call it a day, you know, Yeah, it's definitely a learning curve for sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, what would you tell like your younger self? Like when you first kind of started all of this, what would you say to yourself or maybe even just somebody who's starting? Because for me, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm already so far along in my journey that I don't really see myself as like starting this or starting that. But you know, there's 12, 15 year olds out that are like, let me do this or let me try this. And, or even our age, somebody who might want to start a channel now, what would you tell them? Like their start of their journey? Yeah, this is a good question. I think back to younger Hannah, I would just say to follow your curiosity. I was going to say, follow your passions, but back then you, you don't know what you're passionate about. You're young, maybe even like you could be 30 or 40 and still not know what you're passionate about. But if you follow that curiosity, that spirit of curiosity, it'll eventually lead you there. Because when I was younger, I tried, I'm so thankful my parents instilled this in me and allowed me to try so many different things. I did literally all the different sports, like seven different sports, musical theater, choir, YouTube. I just, just tried whatever interested me. And I'm so thankful again, that I was in a household that fostered that curiosity because it's what led me to business and YouTube and social media. And I think, you know, if I hadn't have just tried it and pressed upload on YouTube one afternoon, if I hadn't, you know, attended a women in business conference in high school and found my love for entrepreneurship, which then allowed me to choose my major. Like you just never know where the next decision, the next piece of curiosity is going to take you. And so you may discover something that you absolutely love. And that will just, again, lead you down the path to living a life that you're passionate about. So yeah, I would say, follow that curiosity. Just say yes to the next step. Just start, see where it takes you. And if it takes you to a dead end, you can just turn around and try something new. Yeah. I love that. I think, yeah, like you said, following your passion well, how do I even define a passion? You know, that's, it's a big thing to say. 
And I mean, I love to say it just because the opposite to me of following your passion is like doing something that's kind of you've been like pressured to do or you feel like it's the right way to do things. So moral of the story, like I was saying, like when I say follow your passion, I just mean like do what you love to do, you know, and and whether that means travel or start your own planner company, like start your own, you know, any kind of company, just like Google it. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's so many things you could find on the internet now that like, say you love to travel, but you don't have enough money. Google how to travel for free. You know, say you, you love planning things. You love creating, you love doing this, how to start a company, just start, you know, start like that and, and just kind of go from there. But I like how you said, follow your curiosity because some people don't even know what to Google. They don't even know where to start. Exactly. We live in such an information age that sometimes it can be overwhelming because there's so much information out there for everything, but it's just going to take some time, sift through it, find what works for you and really use it to your advantage. And if you're a student out there, play the student card. This is what I say to all the students, high school, college, whatever is meet with these people that really inspire you. If you have a local entrepreneur in your city and you're super inspired that by them, get their email, ask them out to coffee. It's just say, I'm a student. I would love to pick your brain about your industry, about what you do, being an entrepreneur. And I'm sure that they would be flattered and may even take you up on it. And you'll get just a free conversation with this amazing individual and because they really want to help students. And I think it's easier for them to make time in their busy schedules for a student rather than just, you know, someone who works at maybe a competing company or somewhere else. So play the student card. If you are looking for some mentorship. Yeah, exactly. And the worst thing that they could do is say no or not respond. You know, it's like you're not really losing out on anything because if you weren't going to do this before, you weren't going to have that opportunity anyways. So I think that's a good thing to keep in mind, too, is like, what's the worst thing that could happen? They don't answer me like, you know, but well, where can people find you? What are your socials and just your business socials and everything? I mean, I'll link it below, but just in case. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It was so great talking to you. Uh, you can find my YouTube. It's Hannah Ashton. Instagram is miss Hannah Ashton and also at dream achieve workbook. And then that's also my two TikToks. and website is shop Okay. Awesome. Well, yeah, like I said, I'll have all the links below and I love talking about this stuff just because it's like, it's so relatable. And even though we're graduating, I think it's a really, it's a really fun conversation and an interesting conversation to hear like two seniors just talking about like their past experience and like how much your life can change over four years. Yes, it is crazy. I'm sure you feel the same way. You feel like a totally different person freshman to senior year. Absolutely. Especially with like, you know, Snapchat memories and stuff like that. I'm like, wait, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's so true. <laughs> well, yes. Thank you so much for being on and I will talk to you soon. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you want to follow along with the podcast, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Lifestyle Redesign Podcast. And if you want to follow along with my journey or get in touch with me, follow my Instagram at Sam Evans Travel or send me an email at Sam Evans Travel at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode.